everyone. Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today for our season two finale, we have A Court of Mist and Fury chapters 65 through the end of the book. We made it, baby. (laughs) After a long, long journey, we've made it. (laughs) It is. It took us all summer. (laughs) My first notes were from May. That's crazy. Well, we did. Yeah, we did um, rack up a few episodes in the beginning. But so for us, it's truly been like four months. What kills me, and you said this on a previous episode, is you actually read this book in real time. Like the same (laughs) amount of time has passed. I know. Feyre almost got married, you know. Learned all her powers. She went through a healing journey in the time that it's that taken us to read this like, book. That feels like a century ago. I know. We've come so far, and what a different place we're ending in compared to the last book. Mm-hmm. But almost the same at the same time. That's you true. I mean? Headed back to the <laughs> spring court. What the fuck? I knew she would make it back there one day. Was she just never going to see Alice again? Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask you before we got started, and I, I'm, I'm assuming the answer is no, but did you read the teaser chapter? No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't that's good. I didn't know that was there. It's basically just the first chapter from the third book. So, mm, okay. I was hoping I was hoping you wouldn't read it, but you had already finished the book by the time I started my notes, so I was like, well, if she did read it, we can talk about it, but I hope I hope you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I'm glad I didn't because that's a good segue into an update for the podcast going forward. Very important update. Yes. So, we will be doing book 3. But not next. Um, We've been hearing the whispers, the chatters, uh, the screams over Fourth Wing. (laughs) Both the whispers and the screams. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it got louder and louder. The whispers, chatters, the screams. Um, And it's just like everywhere right now. It's the same genre. It just seems like there's so much hype. Um, And I need to know what it's about. So we are going to do Fourth Wing next. Who's it by again? I don't know. I haven't haven't received my copy yet. I think it's Rebecca Yaros, but God, how embarrassing if I'm wrong. It's literally in my suitcase over there, but I'm afraid to move and mess up my new mic. It is Rebecca Yaros. Just Um, looked it up. Yes. So... We're going to be doing fourth wing next. It will be about 10 to 12 episodes. I'm still working on mapping it out. I'm actually reading and taking notes and I'm, I'm going to be in the know while Izzy's reading for the first time, which is super exciting for me. Um, I know that I am not as good at Izzy at leading (laughs) the pod, but I'm determined to do a really good job. So I've been taking Really detailed notes. I'm going to rehearse before. I'm going to be good at this. Okay. That's way too much work. You don't need to rehearse before. <laughs> One, you're underselling yourself. Two, I 
I just anticipate myself being super pissed off. I don't like to not know things <laughs> and I don't like to, I don't like restraints. So having to have only like three or four chapters at a time. I know I've done this to you the past like six months, but to be on the other side of things, it doesn't feel good. I'm not I can't say I'm I'm looking forward to reading the book, but I can't say I'm I can't say I'll be enjoying the I'll be I'll just be mad. Yeah, I'm just gonna be <laughs> mad. Because I get so I get so into things. I know you do too, but like, uh I know how the how the oh God, I gotta stop the, the things. How the tables how have the, turned. Yeah, I was trying table. to do the funny opposite version where it's like how to how turn the, tables. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, to yeah. turn tables. Yeah. yeah. Yes, um, they have turned. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. I've already started it and my interest is peaked. It's super good. Um, so that will be coming out. The like we'll start recapping that book uh, first week of October, most likely. So we'll have about uh, kind of a month break. Izzy and I both have our last trips of the summer, so it just makes sense to kind of take a moment and um, get ready for that. I also need time to like read it before we recap. But in between there, we will be doing like one little bonus episode, a last a last beach read, if you will, to say farewell to summer. And then once we get started in October, we will have episodes once a week on Wednesdays, I think. We're really changing things up. We are. We are. You know, we are businesswomen. Well, Izzy's going to be a student, you know, <laughs> like we we uh we needed to scale back so i'm still super excited i still love doing the pod but i think that this will be way more manageable for us and um and yeah i'm really excited i'm really excited too i'm excited to dive into a new series that i genuinely know nothing about but i've heard all the hype about and then i'm excited to read our last beach read which is one true loves taylor jenkins read I'm really who, excited. She might be she might be one of my favorite authors right now. Yeah, I really did, like her writing style. She did Seven Husbands and another one that I've heard of. What is it? Malibu Rising, also Daisy Jones. Daisy Jones, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Um I like her a lot. So I'm really excited to read that and I'm excited to record that one once I get back from my trip and as you you are heading off on yours we're just two ships passing in the night (laughs) yeah I'm glad that the one week in between you're gonna be an indie so I can at least see you in the night (laughs) see see you in the night (laughs) my brain doesn't work it really doesn't yeah I I do feel like I should tell our listeners that before this Sadie's (laughs) traveling for work right now um didn't have her microphone cord went to best buy they didn't have the right cord so then she drove to walmart and bought a whole new microphone and that's how committed she is to getting this finale out on time for our audience i needed it out i needed i like don't know if it's like ocd or what but like in my brain i'm like it has to be out like people are waiting for the finale and like really Everyone will be fine, including me. But, like, I just, I need it out. 
I have to be on time. It's a deadline and I'm committed. Yeah. <laughs> and and our listeners appreciate you, Sadie. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Even though you waited an extra hour as I ran around Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, I was... <laughs> I ate dinner. It was fine. It was perfect. <laughs> now I'm not hungry while I'm podcasting. Now I'm content in my chair with my blanket. Oh, ready to go. the chair. Oh, the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> I think we maybe should just get into the summary now because, okay. because there's a lot to talk about. It's true. We got the housekeeping out of the way. I honestly didn't have that glamorous of a weekend. There's nothing really to share. So, I, yeah, I agree. Let's get into it. My main highlight was seeing you and watching Notre yes. Dame football win their yeah. first game. And that's really it. Let's get into the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Unfortunately, while these are our last chapters of the book, these chapters also... I think I kind of skimmed them when I first was reading it because I was like, wait, what's going on? Just like, I just need everything to be okay. Like, tell me everything's okay. So I was kind of skimming them. Like I did honestly for most of the book that Faber and Reese weren't together for. And then <laughs> this time as I was reading it in detail, I was like, wait, this isn't even making more sense. It's what's so confusing. On? It's so confusing. And I am a little disappointed to hear you say that because I was really hoping for some clarity. <laughs> I have nothing to give. Happened. I have nothing. I honestly was trying to like be like, okay, let me find what's going on so I can, you know, clearly explain this. And I was like, I think, I think this is not clear. I think, I think, some of this is not, um, not Sarah J. Mass's finest work. But uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Sometimes complaining is just as fun as. It's true, and I was still, it was still a crazy ending, but it's yeah. just that every I, single one of my notes has a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> I really, I, I should say, I really like how the book ends. I do really like yeah. that. It's just how we got there. Confusing. Yeah. So, starting with chapter 65. <laughs> chapter 65 opens up with Ferris saying, this was some new form of hell because <laughs> Elaine and Nesta are in Highburn. They've been taken as Hibern's revenge for Reese and Feyre sniffing around, trying to get the Book of Breathings. And we learn why Hibern wanted to resurrect Jurian. He's been using Jurian as his liaison to the human world. And apparently, he's much better at his job than Feyre because he actually recruited the queens to help Hibern. and yeah. <laughs> Got there first. And we also learn why the queens agreed to work with Hibern. He's promising them immortality. This was crazy. So I guess I just we need to re reassess what uh, the king of Hibern's goal is. So I did mention in the last episode that maybe his motive or motive that he's portraying to the queens is that like he just wants to like take over Prithian and I feel like because why else are the queens I guess they don't care about the humans if they're gonna be immortal if they're gonna be yeah no idea what he told the queens about his plans are like literally we don't get any insight into that 
I can only guess he wanted the queens on his side because if they are on his side, then they won't put up any fight. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the humans aren't much of a threat anyway, but at right now, but like they're even less of a threat if the queens aren't aware, like aren't raising alarm bells, getting armies together, getting allies. And they're just, right. you know, happy to hop into the cauldron with him. Um, <laughs> Literally and but figuratively. It's, yeah, but it's it's a little, it's definitely confusing, like, what each of their motives are. I was kind of getting lost because what I also was getting lost on throughout this is, like, Highburn's really committed to, like, keeping his ends of the bargain for the queens and for Tamlin and Lucian when he could have just, like, taken advantage of the queens at this point. They're pretty helpless they're in yeah. his castle. They're like, they don't have powers. He could just be like, no, I'm not making you immortal. Bye. Yeah. Kill them all. Like, you know, like, I don't know. So that's, that's why this, that's why these chapters are confusing. Cause you really get lost. You're like, wait, why is Hyrum doing this? Why are the Queens doing this? Why is Tamlin doing this? Like, it's just, why is Pharaoh doing this? Like, it's all. No, it's that's all... so true. I can't understand. I can't understand what anyone's intentions are. Yeah, everyone's acting in ways that don't make sense, um, which I guess makes it interesting that you just really can't predict what's going to happen next. But also, it just almost it just feels a little too far fetched of a situation. I mean, yeah, obviously, and, the situation is far fetched in itself. But and another piece is what was Ianthe's motive? Ianthe's motive. Like, why did she sell out the sisters? So I think that one he does say. So let, let's get oh. to it. So <laughs> so the queens are working with Hybern because he's promising them immortality. And that's why Nesta and Elaine are there. Because the queens want to know that it's safe. My other question was, was Hybern just waiting for Feyre and Reese to break in to do this, like, display in front of them? Did the queens and Alianessa just happen to show up all all on the same night? Like, yes, I was. This has nothing confused. to do with the break in. Like this display, the performance that he's putting on with Elena Nesta has nothing to do. How long have they been there? Like, this has nothing to do with Reese and Feyre necessarily breaking in to. Yeah, I'm to, almost like, did he know that they were gonna break in that night? Like, I'm confused. The way he traps them. It's almost like he knew that they were coming, which maybe they did. Maybe he did because I don't know what happened right before that. Oh, well, they probably he probably did know they were coming or going to be there soon after they had attacked Valeris. So maybe he was like ready on cue. Yeah, I guess. They really just made a spur-of-the-moment decision to, like, go. I guess he said they did know that Azrael had been sniffing around. So, he just, I don't know. He knew. He freaking knew. He has the cauldron. He probably knows everything. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. The queens want to know that being immortal is safe. Like, becoming immortal is safe. And the king says... Why do you think I asked my dear friend Ianthe to see who Feyre Archeron would appreciate having with her for eternity? So that's why he brought Nesta and Elaine there. He's demonstrating on them. 
and Ianthe is a snake. She sold out all the info that Feyre had told her when they were supposed to be friends to Highburn. So, like, at the beginning, if you go back and read the first five chapters, Ianthe's asking Feyre about her sisters, and Feyre's like, oh, they live close to the wall. No, Ianthe's like, oh, what about your family? Are they coming to the wedding? Don't they live close to the wall? And Feyre's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> but, like, why did Ianthe, why is Ianthe on Highburn's side? Highburn says, Ianthe thought that Highburn could break the bond between Feyre and Reese. But also, it helps Ianthe to ally with him because priestesses, if you recall, like, don't, they have some status, but they don't, like, rule over anyone. And Ianthe was always trying to, like, social climb her way up Mm -hmm. by securing a powerful companion. Yeah. But Highburn, Highburn has promised her that when he takes over, priestesses can rule and have real power, which oh. she wants. Okay, okay. Because also at this, Tamlin's like, wait, because this is news to him. Like, Nesta and Elaine being there is news to Tamlin. Ianthe selling this information, news to Tamlin. Tamlin's like, what's happening? And... Hybern's like, oh, I mean, it was Ianthe's idea for you to ally with me in the first place. She's the one who told you that I could break the bond between Feyre and Reese. Like, she was working behind the scenes this whole time with this ulterior motive of, like, Hybern can give Ianthe what she wants. So she wants Tamlin to ally with him also. Okay. Like, that was part of her so way there's in. So there's kind of three things happening. So Ianthe wants power and she wants to rule as we've seen her try to get with Reese, I think also with Tamlin and now Highburn. So she's working with Highburn, trying to get information, honestly trying, I think the whole time to probably find a window for Highburn to come into the spring court because they line the human realm. So that's one thing going on. So she convinces Tamlin, Highburn has the cauldron, he can probably break the bond between Feyre and Reese. so you should work with him and align with him. So Tamlin says, oh my god, Feyre, blinded by love, stupid idiot, okay, if I can get Feyre back and he can break the bond, then I'll let you use the spring court. So Ianthe got what she wanted so that Highburn has a bigger chance of winning and has access to break the wall and have power, and therefore she has power. Tamlin will have Feyre. So that's kind of that whole bubble. That makes sense. Um, and that's why Feyre and Reese. He, he kept saying we need to bring them there, but, like, they showed up on their own. So there was definitely – they definitely knew they were coming, and I think the attack on Valeris was to lure them there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, but then the other thing is resurrecting Jurian to get the queens on his side. I guess to just keep them from interfering, like you said. Yeah. And the queens are like, okay, we'll be on your side if we can be immortal, but we want to make sure immortality is safe, so we're going to observe someone we don't care about become immortal. And then just to, like, I feel like to have fun – the king of Highburn was like, well, let's use 
like the king of hybrid and Ianthe were like let's use Feyre's sisters and while we're bringing their them there for tamlin anyway we'll just like do it right in front of her face because we hate her <laughs> just to have some fun that silly silly king of hybrid and always goofing around like that <laughs> okay i'm sorry for my my eight minute or ten minute little recap there i think i just needed to say it out loud to like fully comprehend no i thought that was great beautifully put i think we're really finding clarity we're finding our way through <laughs> this very confusing situation no but that mm-hmm. was that was perfect but then also <laughs> what's confusing oh, is um is, so tamlin lucian didn't know this was happening Feyre sees her sisters there. feels like she's going to literally throw up. And Tamlin and Lucian are also like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We didn't know this was happening. But, like, they're offering up the entire mortal world to Highburn. They thought he was just going to, like, let her Feyre's sisters be. Like, they thought, like, Feyre was just going to be, like, chill with that part. Like, I don't. Like, like either way. Tamlin and they Lucian were giving, don't care. Yeah, either way, they were giving up the sisters. Whether it was via yeah. giving Highburn access to the human realm or this right here. If anything, this yeah, is better because Tam- now they live forever. <laughs> yeah, Talon probably was going to be like, oh, I was going to you know, give them shelter, blah, blah, blah. But like, you still offered up Feyre's entire like real home. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, I, it just is like funny that they were like, oh, we're going to do this horrible thing. But these two little humans we've never met, that's going to... We think that's terrible. I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then, before the king does anything to the sisters to make them immortal, he just blasts power at the inner circle. So Reese covers Feyre from getting hit, and Cassian covers Asriel from getting hit. Let's not forget, Asriel's still bleeding. <laughs> yep, he's but still Cassian, shot with the poisonous arrows. Yeah, but Cassian tries to guard him with his wings, and then his wings get absolutely shredded by whatever power Hybern was using. Um, so that's really not good because they describe it as he like lets out this shriek. It's like the most intense pain an Illyrian can feel. Also, wings are very important to Illyrians, and now yeah. his are in shreds i don't know why i just like i'm never concerned about anyone when they get injured here <laughs> <laughs> okay oh no that's definitely not the point <laughs> i know i know i know i'm supposed to be like freaking out for him i but like i i just feel like reese lived for so long when he had like seven arrows in his wings with poison on them and he was like Like, he lived Mm -hmm. for so long. I'm just like, oh, they'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, I definitely want them to, you know, get better sooner rather than later. (laughs) But um, I'm not that concerned. Okay. Okay. So so that's that's good to know. Um, (laughs) I mainly in this... Well, I'll, I'll talk about that later. So, okay, I'm not sure really what the point of the king doing that was, but... In the chaos, Tamlin runs over to Feyre, presumably to grab her and winnow her away, maybe. But she throws a knife at his head to keep him at bay, which I actually love. I love that move. Wait, I'm actually um, laughing because my, my notes are so chaotic 
then I'm like trying to figure out where we are and then there, I literally have a note that says I can't really picture what just happened was he just randomly blasting power <laughs> yeah yeah I assume it's just to show again that the group is completely at his mercy but we already knew that <laughs> we already knew that like Azriel's down with poisoned arrows in his wings Cassian now is seriously injured and we don't have, know if he'll ever fly again like I I guess Highburn was just doing this to show that there's nothing they can do so they can't interfere with his plan. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he says, put the prettier one in first, meaning Elaine, which, which is rude to Nesta. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elaine gets dragged forward. And I guess to Tamlin's credit, he tries to stop it. He's like, this wasn't part of the deal, blah, blah, blah. And then he tries to attack Hibern, but then he's also restrained. He's just like truly a pathetic character at this point. Like he made this deal. <laughs> he gets taken advantage of. He can't stop it. He can't do anything. He's just being played by people left and right. He is so it's dumb. Just, it's so confusing it's, how he was like the most powerful of his brothers. <laughs> that like, just, is such a, a good point. They must like such a bunch of dummies. <laughs> bunch of losers <laughs> <laughs> Lucian also tries to stop this from happening but then he also gets restrained Feyre tries pleading again but then the guards just shove Elaine into the cauldron and at first we just hear her scream and then she goes under and then in the book it goes she did not come up and I was like what but then obviously Elaine just dies <laughs> How, yeah, well, because, how much more chaos could this chapter take? Well, because Hybern does preface this by saying that strong-willed individuals will survive. And I was like, oh, no, Elaine. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's she gentle. Sh- no, she has more strong-willed than you think. She stood up to Nesta. She, you know, went against her fiancé to help Reese and Feyre. She totally does. No, she totally does. I think I just at this point in the book, you're, you, you, we don't, we don't know. I mean, Nesta's the strong-willed one. Yeah, Elaine, it does seem like him saying that is like setting us up for her not surviving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will call out though. So throughout Elaine being in the cauldron, Nesta's screaming also, and. Cassian whose wings have just been absolutely destroyed like can't see like in so much pain he's like trying to like get to her still like his her screams are like he's trying to like reach her make sure she's okay can we I just want to get to the next part so I can comment on something about that and miss okay so and then the cauldron tips over Elaine's like poured out of it and she's alive, and she's Faye. And Feyre is devastated. But I'm like, she's alive. I have a hard time being sad about this. I mean, how bad is this really? (laughs) Yeah. Is being human so great? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're weak and helpless. Yeah. But her, she's definitely not getting married anymore yeah that's that's true i just think there was way worse scenarios like he could have tortured elena nesta into getting the book from Feyre. he could Mm -hmm. have 
killed him in front of her. Like he could have tortured. Like he he could have done a lot of things. Worse but for some besides- reason. He- but for some reason, he's like committed to showing the queens that he can turn people immortal. <laughs> yeah, which I, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, I don't get it. Anyway, the guards are pulling Nesta in for her turn. Elaine is shivering on the floor in her wet nightgown, and Lucian's like, "Well, don't just leave her there." And then he gives her his jacket and like, kind of like you know pulls her in so he's kind of protecting her he's trying to comfort her nesta is of course fighting as much as she can not to go in but the guards are too strong she's outnumbered she's about to be shoved in but then she stops thrashing and she just turns to hibern and points her finger at him as if to say like i'm gonna get you for this (laughs) and then she and then she goes under also and then when she comes out, Feyre says, I knew that she was different. Even before she took her first breath, I felt it, as if the cauldron in making her had been forced to give more than it wanted, as if Nesta had fought even after she went under and had decided that she, if she was to be dragged into hell, she was taking the cauldron with her, as if that finger she pointed was now a death promise to the King of Hybern. Is she going to be powerful as fuck? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I wonder what her powers are going to be. We'll see. (laughs) Thanks for your input. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just a lot of chaos. Like in literally like two sentences, both her sisters are now Faye. Like we don't even have time to digest that before more chaos hits. Yeah. So Nesta gets out. She's Faye. She sees Elaine. Then she slams into Lucian because she obviously doesn't want him touching Elaine. Cassian's trying to get to Nesta but can't. And then in this moment, Lucian had been kind of like restraining Elaine, I guess. But when Nesta grabbed her, Elaine was spun around so that her and Lucian were actually face to face. And the last line of chapter 65 is... Dark brown eyes met one of russet and one of metal. Nesta was still weeping, still raging, still inspecting Elaine. Lucian's hands slackened at his side. His voice broke as he whispered to Elaine, You're my mate. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So this is the thought I was holding on to when you were mentioning Cassian and Nesta. Why are they all mates with High Lords? I know that Lucian is not a High Lord, but he was going to be if he wasn't, like, attacked by his siblings or if his um, ex-girlfriend wasn't killed by his family and he abandoned the court. Like, he was seen as, like, appearing to be the strongest. And I'm just like, these these sisters, are they just must be some baddies. Like, I don't understand. I, um, I, but my biggest thing in this moment was like, think about how strong Reese was holding in the you're my mate comment for the right time. (laughs) I cannot think of a worse time to say you're my mate 
Like, what I, the fuck? I wrote that same note down. I said he did not take the re- Reese approach. He said, I'm going to tell you the second I feel it, even if this is the worst moment of your life. <laughs> He has um, been hanging out with Tamlin way too much. Like, I was, when he, I, and I thought that I would be happy for Lucian the day that he falls in love and finds his mate, but I'm just like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he also hasn't, he also hasn't fallen in love, you know? He doesn't even know Elaine, so it's hard to be like. Oh, uh, that's true. Like, it's, it's just. It's hard to be like. Yeah, it's also it's hard to one care about it, which literally you can see there in the rest of the book, no one cares that he and Elaine are mates. Like literally everyone's like, bye. Stop yeah. talking about it. This is like, not not the time. Not the time. Um also this isn't exactly Lucian's shining moment, so it's hard for us to be like, Oh, I'm so glad you found your soulmate. Like, no. We 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 haven't seen Lucian in a while. He hasn't been putting on a great show, so it wasn't yeah. wasn't the time to give us his love story. Um but I do, circling back to your comment, I think that's actually a pretty common complaint is like, I mean, I'm not one, I'm not confirming nor denying that Nesta and Cassian are mates or not, but we know for sure Feyre and Elaine are. Um, and people are like, isn't mating supposed to be this like really rare thing that happens? Like, and you're just going to have multiple sisters all find their mates. And I didn't, I, know, I didn't know mating was so rare. But it is giving like Gossip Girl where they all just like coincidentally in this group of six friends, like all find their mate, their match within the group. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, giving it's giving twilight with the wolves and the imprinting and how they all start imprinting on people. I mean, you have to like physically see the person that you mate with. So it has to be somewhat rare. It doesn't seem like every, I guess Reese and Tamlin's parents both were mated. I don't know. Um, I think the idea of mates though, it's like, I think at one point they say it's like so strong and rare that that's why it like trumps everything else. Like if you find your mate, you're blessed and the one yeah i guess it's also like if it wasn't rare people wouldn't just like get married like they would be just searching for their mate yeah the other thing that i think makes this kind of maybe make sense a little bit is Mates are supposed to be equals. Feyre's Reese's equal because she went through, obviously, the whole trials and then became, she's, like, one of a kind. And now Elaine and Nesta kind of are, too. Like, they're they're made by the cauldron, which, like, is unique in itself. Um, And so maybe that makes them, like, more likely to mate with, like, really strong high lords because they themselves are not, like, the average fey. That's true. Know. That's true. I don't know. Strange. Um, but you know, how are you feeling towards Lucian right now? You know, haven't checked in in a while. He was the number one guy for a hot minute. I know. I'm a little. I'm very much frustrated with him. I like him, 
more at the end when he's like skeptical of Feyre, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And I have like a lot of hope going into the third book um, with him based on how he's like acting, aka not like a dumbass. So, yeah. So I'm, I, in this moment, I was just like, I was almost like overstimulated in this chapter. So I like didn't, I didn't have like strong feelings about anything except for I was just like, (laughs) Lucian, this isn't the time. Like, I don't even know what just happened. (laughs) Yeah. Favorite doesn't even acknowledge it. Like she's, she just like lets it go, go get brushed right by like she doesn't even like acknowledge my sister's now Faye and um they don't have a mate like like that she doesn't even think about it anyway let's go to chapter 66 because chapter 66 starts with Nesta being like you are not her mate like how dare you get away from her and Hybron's like well this is interesting and then immediately he's like well I've shown you it's safe now you can do it too queens and I still was like, why do you care so much that you're doing this for the queens? But the youngest queen comes forward. They're starting to like get in line, like argue over who gets to go first. And then here's when things get really confusing. <laughs> so Reese suggests making a bargain with the king. He's basically like, oh, if you like bargain so much, how about I make one with you? But before it goes any further, Feyre internally is like, no, no, no. I don't want him sacrificing anything else. I'm the one who's failed them. I just failed my sisters. I need to get them out of here. So then she has an idea. A very chaotic idea, but an idea. I just feel like in this moment, everyone in the room is like, what? (laughs) Yeah. When she does this. Honestly, I don't know why, but I get secondhand embarrassment from this. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> she she drops to her knees and just starts sobbing and like pulling out her hair and releasing all this white light from her. And this is the description. It says, Reese reached for me, but I unleashed my power. A flash of that white, pure light. All that could escape with the damper from the king's spell. A flash of the light that was only for Reese, only because of escape with the damper of the king. What time did I write this right? A flash of the light that was only for Reese because of Reese. I hope he understood. I just wrote, I I just wrote, I hope he understands because I do not. I don't know what that <laughs> sentence is even saying. <laughs> I can't even tell if I wrote the sentence right because the sentence didn't make sense when I read it either. Like, I don't, I don't know. You just double through and you go, I hope he understood because I do not. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't know what message, like, I was like, what message are you sending? I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know. She was acting so crazy here. And, and the whole time it was just so unclear what the fuck she was doing. I was like does does Reese understand like I was I was most concerned about Reese I was concerned about him too we've really taken for granted the fact that they can usually just read each other's minds and now it's like 
yeah are, is he gonna get what you're saying like we don't know yeah. and also during while she's while she's doing this she's somehow like figured out how to disable the wards around them but i'm like how it just said that she did it and i was like what, what did I, I read back i was like did i miss something i was but like no, why just, didn't why didn't we do this hours ago <laughs> just favorite curse breaker breaking curses left and right <laughs> So she puts on this weird show and then starts screaming and at the same time is disabling the wards somehow that they don't explain. And then she pretends like she's coming out of some sort of trance. Like she, this all happens, the light goes away and she's like, Tamlin? <laughs> and like, sc- and like scurries away from Reese. Basically, she's pretending that she's out of whatever mind control Tamlin thinks Reese put on her and now is acting like she wants to be saved by Tamlin. This was a mistake. Well, Hybrid and Tamlin both just fall for this. They're just sold on this facade. Like, she's just putting on this idiotic performance. It's so awkward. Like, I just can't believe they bought this. Like, this is so crazy. Yeah, she's literally like, break it, break the bond. Like, begging Hybern to break the bond with Reese. And I was like, Pharaoh, what if he can really do it? Like, what are you saying? Also, is it, Hybern must be like a thousand years old. He must he must be smarter than this <laughs> favorite is like 19 and putting on this like weird performance like i and she's betting on a lot of things like she that she doesn't know how it's gonna play out so i just don't i just find this whole thing to be cringy yeah yeah so what so so she's like begging Hybern to break the curse so that she can go back with Tamlin. Yes. And Reese plays along with this. He's like, how did you get free? Like, uh, I just can't. Like, this is so, <laughs> so bad. So Tamlin fully believes this act, obviously, because he's stupid. And then Feyre tells the king to break the bond. She's like, please break the bargain. The Break the mating bond. He made me do it. And then... She asks that Highburn not kill any of the Night Court people. And it's like, what? Like, okay, super not suspicious. So now you hate them, but now you're still asking for him to not kill them. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you were under mind control, but you still don't want them to die. I think she, her excuse is like, no more killing, please. But, like, Highburn doesn't care. He's so pro-killing. I know. <laughs> I don't- I, and in the same sentence, she's like, oh, my God, he th- he captured me, blah, blah, blah. Please don't kill him. No more killing. It just, it comes off so whiny. I'm like, Hybern also doesn't work for you. Like, I can't believe he went along with this. It just doesn't make any sense. So then she tells Tamlin to take her home. And Tamlin's like, okay, Hybern, let them all go, break the bond, and be done with it. And the king's like, okay. Yeah, it makes no sense. 
Like, literally, why would he ever let them go? Reese is literally enemy number one, and now the king has him at his mercy. Why would he Why would he let him go? But he wasn't really going to let him go because he didn't know the wards were down. They end up winnowing. Yeah. So that, yeah. So, so anyway, Reese says, no, he's not going to let Favorite go. And then Tamlin's like, I don't give a shit if she's your mate. I don't give a shit if you think you're entitled to her. She's mine. And one day I'm going to repay every bit of pain that she felt, every bit of suffering and despair. One day, perhaps when she decides she wants to end you, I'll be happy to oblige her. Stupid. (laughs) He's so stupid. He's so clueless. Flashback to them on the paint table. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, I thought it mattered that they were mates. Like, I thought... If people were mates, people are like, okay, hands off. That trumps everything else. Yeah, like, people, not fucking Tamlin, psychopath. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then the king points at Feyre and she starts screaming because it feels like her arm is being ripped off her body. And the last line of the chapter is, no, I didn't want it. I didn't want to. A crack sounded in my ears and then the world cleaved in two as the bond snapped. Dude, okay, at first when she was, like, begging him to break the bond, she was, like, holding out her arm with the tattoos. And I don't know why, like, I I just forgot there was magic. I was like, is he literally just going to cut her arm off? Like, I was concerned. I was like, I know I hated the tattoos, but I want her to have a fucking arm. But um, he didn't. <laughs> and... <laughs> He did it. He just broke the bond and the tattoos were gone, which I was like, victory. But I didn't even care about that because what the fuck? Like, they're, they're mates. Like, they, can, they can't break the mating bond. That shouldn't even be allowed. Yeah. I'm also glad Feyre didn't lose her arm. Um, <laughs> but I did make a note at the beginning of chapter 67 that he yanks her glove off and there's no tattoos. And I was like, Sadie must have been cheering. I wasn't she read though, this. because I would, I don't, I would rather her have tattoos and be mated with Reese. Yeah. But we find out later that she, she is still. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. 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 So this was also a very tricky, tricky game they were playing. Um, also, Feyre definitely did not know that a mating bond couldn't be broken by Hybern. Like, she has no freaking clue what kind of powers Hybern has. So, that's, she was really making a big gamble here. I don't even think she was gambling. I think she was, like, really genuinely willing to... I think she was, like, trusting her love for him and his for her outside of the bond. Like, I think she was sacrificing the mating bond. And they were just lucky it didn't break. Or or she's just like Miss Honeymoon phase and is like, our mating bond is stronger than all of them because we're so madly in love. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Hybron says to Reese, you are free to go, Reesand. Your friend's poison is gone. The wings on the other, I'm afraid, are a bit of a mess. And I just wrote, what kind of villain is he? You're free to go? I healed you? Have a nice day? Like, what? 
What? Yeah, it just, that made no sense. Does it get cleared up later? No. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, so at this moment, I also was like, if the wards are broken, I assume it takes a minute to, like, repair them. So why doesn't Feyre, like, winnow to them, grab their hands, and winnow them off the island with them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she's just, like, looking at the group, hoping that they'll grasp that she's lying. Which I'm like, obviously, I mean, I don't I don't even know what they think. Like, they obviously know Reese hasn't mind-controlled her, but they're also probably like, what are you doing? Um, She's also trying to, like, communicate to them with her eyes that she broke through the wards. <laughs> I'm like, I... I, I don't know how they would pick up on that, which more, I guess, does. But it's a bit of a reach. <laughs> yeah, it's just it the whole the whole chapter is just a little bit. It was like she was really trying to wrap it up and it just didn't make sense logically. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's interesting, though, like, Thayer's trying to communicate. I broke through the words, like, pick up my plan. Moore's the one who picks up on it. Um, not Reese first. And Moore winnows to Lucian, knocks him away from Elaine, and then grabs Feyre's sister, sisters and vanishes. And then Reese grabs Asriel and Cassian and doesn't even look at Feyre and then winnows away. And I think, like, right here, um, Sarah's trying to be like, Maybe Reese doesn't know what's going on. Like maybe there's some tension there. Like, and it's true. I was concerned. Doubt. I was yeah. concerned. Yeah. So they all just went away. Now they're gone. All the inner circle and the sisters. And the king's like, "What happened to my wards?" But I also was like, "Didn't you just tell them they could go though?" So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it really is just like. A bad villain. You know, he kind of uh, reminds me of... I can't even put my finger on it. Have you ever seen Ella Enchanted? Oh, my God. I was just talking about that movie this weekend. Yes, I love that movie. Okay. You know the king who has the snake? The uncle. Yes. Yeah, the uncle. That's who the King of Highburn reminds me of. Like, giving off evil energy, but is just dumb as fuck. Yeah. He <laughs> does seem... He does seem really dumb. Um, he doesn't... He doesn't seem like a very... He's no Amarantha. <laughs> Truly. And in El Enchanted, the uncle who's trying to become king ends up killing himself by putting the poisonous crown on his head. And I just oh, feel yeah. that's how that's how the King of Hybern is going to die, by accidentally and killing himself you, because he's an idiot. You know what? That was a dumb ending to that movie. And yeah, I agree. Um, Amarantha never would have let them go. Hell no. No, no, no. no. She would have kept them like little toys. Yep. Yep. She was and that's way how worse a, than Hybern. Way worse. Yep. And that's what that's how a villain should be, you know? Yeah. I'm not afraid of Hyburn one bit. Not that's one why, bit. That's why in the last episode, I was like, what on earth are they going to do? What a pickle they're in. Like, you know, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, I guess they don't have to do anything. I guess he's just going to let them all leave. <laughs> right. And then also, once they saw that they could winnow and escape, 
they could have just like boom boom got to Feyre grabbed her and left too but they didn't so I'm like did they also know that her ultimate plan was to go back to the spring court be a spy and like blah blah like what like I but they but they but Reese did know that I guess because he that's what he says in this later chapter but it's just like we have Feyre's side like we have Feyre's perspective and she never told him right how can he be so confident in that he just left her there yeah (laughs) yeah like I yeah it like I really feel like Sarah J Mass could have given more of Feyre's thoughts like we have Feyre's perspective we could have gotten more of what Feyre's plan was in her head like I feel like she was trying to be to get us to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god what and like confused on what Feyre's goal was only for it to be revealed in the next chapters but it's like we didn't need that it would have been better and more compelling if we just like got Feyre's build up of the idea like it would have almost been better if Feyre spiraled as like classic Feyre where she's like I'm holding them back. I'm the reason we're all here. I'm going to give myself up to Tamlin. Like, and if we got all of that, but it more, it like briefly mentioned, but like if it built up more and we like got more of her thoughts and purpose behind her plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Cause it's like too much confusion where yeah. I shouldn't be this confused about just like the way that people, about people's like intentions. Like you said earlier, it doesn't, the way that people are acting like doesn't make sense to me because I'm just so confused in this situation. Yeah, um, and it's just like you spent 500 pages. Why are you rushing this? Like, give us a second to understand at least Feyre's motives. I understand us not knowing everyone's because Feyre doesn't know everyone's, but like you could have like taken you know 10 more pages to really like explain what Feyre's doing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And now Feyre's left with frickin' Tamlin, frickin' Highburn, and the frickin' Queens. <laughs> <laughs> and I choose with Lucian, but Lucian's freaking out because Elaine is gone, you know, his new mate. And Jurian's taunting him like, oh, like, you don't you know what they do to women in the night court? Like, you won't even have a mate once you're done with her. And Lucian's panicking. And he looks at Feyre, presumably, presumably to be like, what are we going to do to get Elaine back? And expects to see Feyre panicking. But he sees that she's not panicking about that. Mm-hmm. And Lucian's smart. He's like, Pharaoh would be freaking out if she thought Elaine was in danger. So now he he's clued in to the ruse. Yep. And then the king freaks out that Pharaoh doesn't have the book with her. And Pharaoh's like, sorry, not sorry. Also, I was like, why wasn't that your first like thing that you did? Get the book from them. Yeah. Like, you I- injured all of them. I was like, why does he need the book? Does he just not want them to have the book because that can nullify the cauldron? Or does yeah, he need it so. to break down the wall? I I think it's just because the book can nullify the cauldron. Um, but, like, which, can it without Feyre? Uh, who knows? Feyre couldn't even do it. Like, uh, who knows? Who Literally, who knows anything? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um i don't know why hybrid didn't that that was so important why he didn't ask the second he got there he's been just like doing random things you know putting on the show you know giving queens immortality randomly you know, hurting people one of my coworkers read these books or he listened to them and he's been asking me if i finished the last book because he said 
because I have a lot of questions. And if there's one thing about this coworker, it's that he can't, you can't talk to him or tell him anything without having like minimum 10 follow-up questions. <laughs> and like, I'm just like not ready for the 30 I'm going to get about this because I'm like, I don't know, man. I am confused. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm at a loss. And because that's literally, that's pretty much the end of this, of this scene. The king's mad. Fair doesn't have the book. Fair is like, uh, well, don't have it. And then Hyman's like, okay. They, that was like the first time with Jurian taunting Lucian. That was like the first time Jurian was brought up again since like when he found them <laughs> down with the cauldron. And I was like, oh my God, like, why is he here? <laughs> It was like a jump scare. It's like, oh my god, you're still here? Like, what have you been doing? Just lurking in silence? I know. I totally agree. Um, And then Hybrin's just like, okay, Tamlin, when you find the book, you better come back. And then that's it. Tamlin starts to winnow him and Pharaoh away. And the last line of the chapter is, so I said to the king and Jurian and the queens assembled already at the lip of the cauldron and hissing over who would go in first. I will light your pyres. Pyres? How do you say that word? I think it's pyre. No pyres. <laughs> I will light your pyres myself for what you did to my sisters. Then we were gone. I mean, Farah, you're making out. Well, she's not making out pretty well. But I don't I still don't understand why turning them pay was so bad. It's hard to be mad about that. There were so many worse things that Amarantha did. There were so many worse things that Hybern has done. Like, I just, I know Nesta and Elaine are going to throw a fit about it, but I'm not mad about it. So. They definitely all have the idea of immortality that, like, Edward Cullen has, where he's like, like, this is a, this is a curse. This isn't, you know what I mean? I mean, I get that he, like, violated them by, you know, giving them immortality when they didn't ask for it or whatever. But um, in the grand scheme of the violence that has taken place in this book, it's really hard to care yeah. about that. About giving yeah. life, you know? <laughs> about giving life. <laughs> yeah. So... way to say that. <laughs> so that is the end of the squad being at Hybern. The next chapter actually takes us into Reese's POV. So yeah, which chapter I, 68. I was shocked when it said Resand. Yeah. I love getting Reese's POV. This is, this is very helpful in giving us an ending that isn't like, Oh my God, what's going on? Because we get to be clued in that Reese in fact does know what's going on. And he gives kind of like a quick little summary to more or like to the, to the squad. Yes. So this chapter starts with Reese winnowing the group back to the townhouse with a very injured Cassian and Azriel. And Amarin's like, where's Feyre? Where's Feyre? And also, I just want to say, Reese spends like a few sentences being like, Cassian's so injured. I've never seen him like his wings in such bad shape and need to go get a healer. Like my magic won't cure him. And then they just proceed to talk the rest of the chapter. And I'm like, maybe go get a healer now. Now, <laughs> well, Amran and uh, Moore start to like semi heal them, like mend them up good enough. But yeah, we'll still need a healer. But yeah, yeah, they definitely don't so, have the urgency that we need. No, no, they don't. So Moore kind of fills Amran in 
basically Tamlin offered passage through his lands and their heads on platters to Highburn in exchange for trapping Feyre, breaking her bond and getting her back to the spring court. But Ianthe betrayed Tamlin and told Highburn where to find Elena Nesta. So the king had Feyre's sisters brought with the queens to prove he could make them immortal. He put them in the cauldron. The group couldn't do anything. And then Reese tells Amran about Feyre's whole scheme, how she freed them, how the bond was broken. And Amran says, that's impossible. That sort of bond can't be broken. And Reese goes, no, it can't. And then he tells us Hybern broke the bargain bond and thought he was breaking the mating bond, but the mating bond can't be broken. Which I was so happy about because that was the one thing I did understand in those chapters was that a bond was broken and I was freaking out. And then I was like, oh, that makes sense because she still felt the snap, but it was just the bond or the bargain. Yeah, which we forgot. Like that bargain's irrelevant. She's been in the night court the last like I know five months. So Reese says, My mate is now in our enemy's hands. And Amran's like, Go get her. And Reese is like, No, Farah is now a spy with a direct line to me. So everything that Hybern's doing, she's gonna know about it. And Amran's like, Well, she's not a spy, she's your mate, so go get her. And Reese says, she's my mate and my spy, and she's the high lady of the night court. Dun, dun, dun. So much information. Basically, the night before they left for Highburn, when they were talking about the celebration they wanted to throw, and Reese was like, oh, what if I had something even bigger in mind? He, he and Pharaoh went down to find a priestess and swore her in as high lady. So that's actually, it's a pretty big deal because. Which I was like, why didn't we get that chapter? I know literally so that there could be this dramatic reveal. Like she's now the high lady of the night court, which Tamlin never would have made her high lady of the spring court. And now she's literally a high lady in an enemy's territory spying. Like that's pretty like, Ooh, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, the only bad news is she does still have a sleeve. <laughs> it's just yeah. on her other arm. <laughs> and then I was concerned. I was like, how is she going to hide that? But then she brought up, they brought up glamours again. And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot about those. Yeah, she can glamour it. Um, but this actually upsets the group because Moore's like, you're telling me my high lady is now surrounded by enemies. Like you forget that high lady, high lords, like that's the leader of the whole group. So more is now like my high lady. Like she, the person I'm supposed to protect is now in enemy land. And Reese is like, yes, but she made a sacrifice for her court and we will move when the time is right. Amron's like, okay, what do we do in, in the meantime? And the last line of this chapter is Reese saying, until then, I said, staring toward the door as if I might see her walk through it, laughing and vibrant and beautiful. We go to war. He says that as if he's seen her do that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. She's like the most depressed character. <laughs> she's not. The, she's not the most lighthearted gal out there. No. Um. 
<laughs> well, this brings us, Sadie, to our last chapter of book two. And then I have a game. I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the game, too. But I think I do, as much as I don't like the last, like, four chapters, I really like this chapter. This chapter oh. makes me very made me at the time very excited to get into book three me too that's why i was like maybe we should do book three (laughs) then we had already decided fourth wing this almost makes up for the previous bad chapters like i love this i love this plot point yeah me too so favorite lands in the spring court she's back she's back she thinks I had forgotten how quiet it was here, how small, how empty. She's like forcing herself to smile and be like, oh, I never thought I'd see this place again. And I was like, you probably were thinking that, but you're probably like, oh, my God, I never have to do that place again. You know? Yeah, just different tone. <laughs> and she, I, like, she just can't believe she's back there. I can't believe she's back there. Back there with Tamlin. Like, ew, like we have to like, we have to like watch Tamlin be trying to be like romantic again and being. No, like, I was literally like, is like, she going to have sex with him? I don't know. Like, but she can't. Im- imagine being on the receiving end of someone's romantic energy who you just hate and having to like play along with that. I cannot. I no. cannot. No, I couldn't either. I'd be like, do not touch me. Yeah. So she's back there with Tamlin, but she still has her mating bond with Reese. Thank God. It's just not as strong as when they also had their bargain bonds. Like she still can feel Reese on the other end and feel him being like, I love you, like sending down that emotion. But it's not as strong as their previous double bond, you know? Yeah. Lucian then goes, how did you break free of the control? And Farrah's like, oh my God, I forgot you were here. But she gives this, <laughs> but she gives the stupidest answer. She says, I wanted it. I don't know how. I just wanted to break free of him. So I did. It's like, that's not going to work on Lucian. Yeah. Tamlin asks if she's hurt and she goes, I don't know. I don't remember. What does that mean? she's really just making up on the spot and lucian is in on it but tamlin is just delusional like he just like wants to believe that she's here and back she's just trying to act like she doesn't remember anything but this lie has just so many problems yeah tamlin tells her to rest and then he says he's gonna find ianthe and have a little chit chat but before Feyre goes anywhere, she says she wants to be a part of it this time. She's like, I can help you. I can tell you things about the night court. And I want to be a part of it so I can help get my sisters back. But really, she's trying to, you know, lead him in the wrong direction and get revenge on Ianthi. Tamlin, of course, agrees because he's so stupid. But over Tamlin's shoulder, Lucian's just glaring at her. And the last paragraph of the chapter and of the book is as if he knew meaning lucian that they had let a fox into the chicken coop and he could do nothing not unless he ever wanted to see his mate again i gave lucian a sweet sleepy smile so our game began we hit the sweeping marble stairs to the front doors of the manor 
And so Tamlin unwittingly let the high lady of the night court into the heart of his territory. The end. Damn. My last note is Tamlin is the stupidest man I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) He's so stupid. But like also, also Pharaoh was like saying, oh, I don't remember anything. And then she's like, well, I can help you give him giving you information about the night court. I'm like, well, which is it, Feyre? Do you remember yeah. things or do you not remember things? And Lucian is just like, I obviously, he obviously knows she's lying, but to Feyre's point, he now, his priorities, his alliances have shifted and they are now just to get Elaine back. And right, Feyre and is his knows, best chance of doing that. Yeah, and he knows that the night court isn't going to hurt her. So he's like, I have to just, and that Pharaoh's not going to hurt her sisters, you know? So totally he, he can't like make a scene. Um, but I do think that this is going to be the start of Lucian's redemption uh, because now he has someone who trumps, who trumps like having to obey your high Lord. You know what I mean? Like he is not yeah. going to, um, just stand by and watch Tamlin not give a shit about getting Elaine back. Yeah. So yeah, I am excited for a redemption story from Lucian. I'm excited for the sneaky sneakster that Feyre is about to be. Hopefully she gets a little better, maybe lies awake and thinks up some details that she can share. (laughs) Um, Cause I don't know, isn't going to cut it much longer, but Golly, thank goodness Tamlin's delusional and just like blinded by love. Yeah, well, and to your point, it's going to be really interesting watching her try to sell that she's still invested in Tamlin while obviously maintaining loyalty to Reese like yeah that's such a hard line to walk I don't know how she's not gonna have sex with him like how long is she gonna be there how is she gonna Sarah she likes to draw things out that's so true and the third book's so long like I just don't see like how could how long could she really hold out before it's like obvious that something's wrong like I'm sure that for a while she could kind of be like I'm just so traumatized like I just can't but Feyre's love language is physical touch and whether she likes it or not Tamlin knows that and he's gonna be suspicious if she's not putting out yeah yeah he is he is um I really really like the third book and I do think I have I have some issues with it too but I do think her I was doubting her writing style regarding writing like some of the politics that go behind these conflicts like these last few chapters I was like Sarah like these are not this is not how like a super villain should be behaving but I think she really does a good job in the third book and I think it's really good. So I am excited to read it. I know we're not reading it next. I am honestly surprised you have the restraint not to jump right into it because I find this ending to be so good that it's just like, mm. but I'm excited for fourth wing it too. Is, it is really good, but I will say, I think that the, 
having read it over the course of four months, it doesn't have <laughs> like as much of the as you as as if you were just like eating it up in a week. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Maybe while we are on some of a break before I read the third book, you can read book one and book two again at a normal oh, pace. Oh, that's my plan. I think over like Christmas, like the holidays, I'm going to read them both again. Um, one, I'll want to be like refreshed to get into book three and two, um, I just want to. I want to read them as a casual reader, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As one of the people. Before we play our game, which I'm really excited about, I just want to ask you general thoughts, reactions, feelings. Now looking back on book two as a whole, maybe a rating. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. I don't know why I didn't prepare that a rating. I think what did I rate Akatar out of 10? I think you gave it an eight. Okay, because I was thinking I was I was gonna give Miss Fury a nine, but I wanted it to be higher than Akatar, so I couldn't remember if I gave Akatar a nine. So yeah, Akatar eight, I think Miss Fury uh nine. I really liked it. I really liked it. I wish the ending hadn't been so confusing. I I don't know, like in the moment when we were going through each chunk of chapters, I was like, I need more love. No, I need more plot. No, I need more love. No, I need more plot. But like, I honestly, I think I need to reread it again just as like one fell swoop because I feel like I needed things to be more sprinkled throughout. But then I feel wrong saying that because it definitely was. It was just that I was reading like, the love chapters as a chunk and then the plot chapters as a chunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so right now I give it a nine, but I could see myself reading it again and giving it a 10. Okay. I, I do agree with you. I feel like because it's so long, reading it over such a spread out period of time can be a little difficult because you kind of lose some of the like anticipation and when you're reading it in real time not so staggered out it's just like building and building and building and it's just so good so I'm glad you loved it I want to make it very clear I'm giving it a nine out of ten yeah like that is very good like it was so good I was just I only mentioned the points of why it, like why, it why it's not a 10. 10 but no totally truly one of my favorite books love the series good I'm just I'm excited for you to reread and be able to like fully immerse yourself in it because that's also so fun you know yeah yeah I'm and excited. not have to break it up mm-hmm. okay are you ready for a game yes I'm excited so I'm sticking to the theme of these chapters can you guess what this game is going to be about the theme of these chapters? A theme. A theme of these chapters. I don't know. What? Feyre has a mate. Elaine has her mate. <laughs> it's time to find our mate, Sadie. <laughs> Is there a quiz? <laughs> oh, there's a quiz. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I thought I, I did think mating 
when you asked the theme, but I was like, I can't just pick my name. Like, obviously, I would pick Resand. But a quiz. Well, oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, the quiz will choose for you. I'm so excited. Um, so I did vet this quiz. It's about 10 questions. And they do include a few of the male characters who we haven't totally met yet. That's okay. But will. But they've mentioned their names. And they give, like, kind of descriptions. So if you get one of those, it will just, you know, be a little, tease. Be a little teaser for when you do get to meet them. Okay. okay. Did you already take it? I have not. Okay. But you're going to. I will. I will. I will first ask you the questions, though. Okay. First question. How do your friends describe you? Ambitious, sporty, intelligent, quiet outgoing, sarcastic, dreamy, or sunny? Is he? Do you want me to, just, you want me to choose one? I would probably say outgoing. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Outgoing or sunny? But I think outgoing. What does sunny mean? Just like a warm energy. You know, okay. cheerful. Okay. I don't think I'm cheerful. <laughs> what, what word would you have chosen? No, I was thinking outgoing or ambitious. Ambitious too, yeah. But do outgoing. Yeah, I, my first thought was outgoing. Okay, what's your favorite color? Cobalt blue, baby blue. Pink. Pink. That's not an option. Cobalt uh. blue, baby blue, maroon red, forest green, sunshine yellow, gold silver, white black. Um... What does cobalt blue look like? Let me like a rich blue. Um, I think either I think I'm gonna go. You know, we're headed into football season. I'm really feeling gamecock energy. I'm gonna go with maroon. Technically, we're garnet, but it's close. Okay. What's your favorite hobby? Reading and writing, traveling and trying something new, drawing and painting. Training for sports slash dancing, solving puzzles, cleaning and organizing, watching a movie and TV shows, or cooking and baking. Huh. Um, you like to cook. <laughs> I do, but not like not not like that. Um You like to read? You like to Honestly, watch movies. (laughs) Like, of all of those things, that's, like, my guilty pleasure. Like, I feel like I do all of those things, but they're more of, like, things on my to-do list, whereas, like, a movie or show is what I would enjoy and relax. Yeah. Okay, what is your ideal vacation? Disney World, Disneyland, road trip, cruise, camping, going to a foreign country, beach vacation, going to a resort, or going somewhere snowy. I mean beach or resort. I guess resort. Okay. Number five. What is your favorite game out of these games? Apples to apples slash cards against humanity. Chess or, <laughs> chess or checkers. I just your face is making me laugh. <laughs> You're like, what sorry. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So I purposely chose this quiz because 
the other quiz I looked at was like, what's your favorite season? Spring, summer, what's your favorite time of day? (laughs) So like this one, you literally can't game at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Okay, what's your favorite game? Apples to apples slash cards against humanity, (laughs) chess or checkers, Chinese checkers, Twister, Monopoly, Uno, (laughs) Jenga, or Moncala. Ooh, I love Moncala, but I would go <laughs> I would go Mon- no, that's too much. I think just cards against humanity. Okay. I like What's your I like favorite Monopoly, but it's too much work. What's your favorite snack out of these options? Beef jerky, donuts, Something spicy, something through your face. Well, just went from beef jerky to donuts. I was like, these are the weirdest snacks. <laughs> I don't know why this is cracking me up. Okay. Don't beef look at jerky. Me. Beef jerky, donuts, something spicy, something sour, ice cream, nuts slash berries, chips, or chocolate. Um, something sour. Okay. What do you think is your best trait? Patience, creativity, intelligence, kindness, quick wit, attentiveness to your friends, willingness to help, or advice giving? I don't think I have any of those. (laughs) Yes, you do. I'm going to say intelligence. Okay. Don't undersell yourself like that. You don't agree? I no, I agree intelligence is a is a very strong trait, but I think you have a lot of these. Thank you. Maybe not patience, but I don't have patience either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like it was like patience, willingness to help. I was like, oof. <laughs> You're attentive to your friends. You're attentive to me. That's true. <laughs> Um, would you rather read a book or watch TV? Uh, it really depends on the day, but I read more. Okay. Who knows you best? Your best friend, your mom, your dad, siblings, your boyfriend, some random person you decide to unload on. Last one is so me. I'm like such an overshare. Um, I think John, my boyfriend. Last question: Who would you like to be your mate? But it gives like pairs. So it says Resan slash Tamlin. He- what? <laughs> Helian slash Eris. Lucian slash Varian, Tarquin slash Cassian, or Callius slash Azriel. Wait, what was the last two? Last two pairs are Tarquin slash Cassian or Callius slash Azriel. Okay, so I don't know a lot of those names, but I think the best duo is Tarquin and Cassian. Yep. Okay. Locking you in, submitting your answers. Your result is... Are you ready? I'm so scared. 
Your result is Cassian. <gasps> wow! The description is Cassian is your mate. His rough-hewn features and hulking size is just a front and you know it. And you're definitely not afraid to call him out on it. You understand, strengthen, and love each other unconditionally despite your constant clash of opinions. I love it. And it, not only does this quiz tell you your mate, it tells you of all these people what percentage compatibility you have with them. Oh, tell me. So your next most compatible with Eris, who is Lucian's brother. Oh, God. After Eris, Helion, High Lord of the Day Court. After Helion, Tamlin, 76%. All right, let's move on. (laughs) After him, after Tamlin, Varian. After Varian, Callius. After Callius, Asriel. Then Resand. Then Tarquin. And then Lucian at the last spot. What? My favorite three guys are the bottom three. (laughs) Rhysand, Tarquin, and Lucian. Hey, you got casting as a mate, though. And I think the description, I think the description is pretty good for you. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Okay, you take it. Okay. I'm nervous. Okay. Um, Okay, how do your friends describe you? Ambitious, sporty, intelligent, quiet, outgoing, sarcastic, dreamy, or sunny? You have to answer this one. I think sunny. Okay, my favorite color is green. My favorite hobby, I also will put reading. My ideal vacation is going to a foreign country. My favorite game. I don't like any of these games. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Twister. <laughs> I thought you played chess. I don't play anymore, though. I used to. Connor told me a story. Where, or maybe you told me it, where you just beat him with the same move four times. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, background, I played, I was a childhood chess champion in the second grade. Um, <laughs> there's something called the four move checkmate. It's what babies learn when they learn how to play chess. But it's, <laughs> babies it sounds like learn you can, it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like what it sounds like. You can checkmate someone in four moves. And Connor and I had come home after a night out in college and his roommate had a chessboard and I was like, oh, we should play. Um, And he was pretty drunk and I beat him like seven times in a row using the same moves over and over and over again. And he, he was didn't realize like, <laughs> he was mind blown. He was like. You're so good. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He thought I was amazing. And I was just like, you just can't figure out that I'm do- using the same three <laughs> three moves on you. So funny. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm going to put Twister, though, because I wouldn't say chess is my favorite game. Not, not that Twister is, but I don't know. Um, My favorite snack... I'm going to put chips. 
what do I think is my best trait? I think the friend one. I was going to say attentiveness to friends or advice giving. I, yeah, I'll put attentiveness I mean, both, to friends. Both of those are similar, I feel. I would rather read. Connor knows me best. And I also would like Tarquin or Cassian. Murder me. <gasps> Tamlin? I got Tamlin! <laughs> <laughs> No! No! Oh my god, I had nine other options that I would have been fine with. <laughs> Why? What Is it because my favorite color is green? Why? Oh my god, I don't even the want to man, read this The man loves a game of Twister. Ew! Ew! <laughs> Oh, it says you are Tamlin's mate. Now he's a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it says he's a little damaged because he tends to love too hard and he'll always try to do what he thinks is best for you. However, you'll never forget to put him in his place and that's what draws him in. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> no. Oh my god, that's so funny. That is so funny. I'm so sorry. I I need to change everything about myself. <laughs> oh my god, no. It's just a game. You're perfect. <laughs> well, I'm jealous that you get Cassian. I'm stuck with freaking Tamlin and his long man bun. Um... <laughs> But that was a fun game. It was fun. It was fun. Now I'm we know. Friend, now we know. I was really, really hoping to get Azriel. Mm. He's my guy. It would it would be so fun if we had Cassie and Azriel, like the two best friends. Oh my god, it'd be perfect. The double dates. <laughs> so un- unmatched, truly. It'd be unmatched. Are you okay? No, no, no. I was I was really excited to take this quiz and I'm so let down. I'm so let down. Why is Tamlin even an option? No one wants him. My cheeks hurt so bad. <laughs> oh my god. I think this is wow. I think this is where we have to end the episode. I just need I to go. I just need to go and be sad. No, about, we about have my to prospects. Go and- we have to go and celebrate a great end <laughs> to season two. It's been so fun. I can't believe we did it. It's been really fun. We got through book two. You know so, so much. Like, you're, uh, once you read book one, like, you're not really in the Akatar like, community yet because there's so much that you don't know. But now you're really in it, you know? Like, you've... <laughs> I'm so you've, in. You're so in. Um... There's a lot less that I can't tell you now. Like book, obviously there's more books to read, but like the main things that I couldn't spoil, you've since read. We've come so far and I can't wait for book three. I really can't. I can't wait either. Thanks for everything is all your hard work this season. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. 
you Sadie's <laughs> been editing like all the episodes, so we're just trying is, to get uh, our girl the, her masters. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that episodes have been coming out on time is really due to your dedication to the Thank pod. You. So we appreciate <laughs> you. And we will see you in a few weeks for our recap of One True Loves. Very excited about that one also. Yeah, get to reading. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to our second season of Gals on Topic. We'll be back in a few weeks. I hope everyone has a great end of summer. Have some fun Labor Day plans. In the meantime, you know, maybe catch up on episodes that you missed. Maybe follow us on Instagram. Maybe follow us on TikTok. Also, Gals on Topic on both those platforms. Like and subscribe. Follow and subscribe, I mean. I keep saying that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. (laughs) And we will see you our next season, Fourth Wing. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks, guys.